Hello everyone, my name is Matthew Samuel Zion. I'm a Bible teacher and what you're listening to is one of the audio podcasts that I do weekly. We started a series last week on the prophets in the Bible and we're studying 18 God's prophets in the Bible. Who these prophets are, the significant lessons to learn from their life and how we can recognize a true prophet from their life and using their life as examples and how these prophets point to Christ if at all they point to Christ yes how they point to Christ we all know that the Old Testament is a shadow of the things to come the prophets and the law all points to Jesus so we'll be looking at two prophets in the Bible this week and I trust God that you'll be mightily blessed and transformed in the name of Jesus prophet Elijah and prophet Elisha prophet Elijah E-L-I-J-A-H and Prophet Elisha E-L-I-S-H-A Who are these prophets? Now, Prophet Elijah is the prophet who whose story is told in 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 1 1 Kings 17 from verse 1 all through to 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 11 2 Kings 2 11 that's yet ended and um, we can also dis- see the story of Elisha from 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 1 all through to chapter 9 verse 1 and um, we can see more on from chapter 13 to from verse 10 to 21 second kings 2 verse 1 all through to chapter 9 verse 1 you jump to chapter 13 and from verse 10 to 21 so who are these prophets prophet elijah is a prophet who in fairy style urged the wicked ahab to turn back to god he was the one who who proved on Mount Camel who the one true God is. So you can read that account in 1 Kings chapter 18. So Prophet Elijah, you agree with me if you know his story, if you've read his story already, is a very, very fiery prophet. He's a fiery prophet, doesn't take nonsense. He's the one that called fire upon 50 soldiers and their commander, and again another 50 soldiers and their commander, and that is making 102. So he's a very fiery prophet. He's the one who commanded fire to come down upon altar, like I said, who proved the one true God on Mount Camel before the prophets of Baal and um, the rest people that are there, King Ahab and others. So, who is Prophet Elisha? Prophet Elisha, I've told you where you can find this, where you can find the story, Second Kings two one to nine one, and um, he is the prophet during the reign of King Joram, King Jehu, King Jehoash, King. Uh, all these kings are king of Israel, King Jehoahaz also. All these kings are kings of Israel. So he's the prophet that reigned during their time. I mean Elisha. Now Elisha is the disciple, was the disciple of Elijah. He was the faithful disciple, let me put it that way. Faithful disciple of Elijah who expressed his his action, his loyalty. Yeah, was to Elijah and um, he was faithful to Elijah all through his stay on earth right from uh, when he was called up to the moment that Elijah was taken up away from him in Second Kings chapter 2 and he was the one who replaced Elijah he was the one who replaced Elijah because God told Elijah before that time before he anointed um, before he called Elisha told Elijah he said anoint Elisha the son of Shaphath in your stead so in your stead means in your place so Elisha was the one who replaced Elijah. So we're talking about these two prophets this week. And I trust God that you'll be mightily blessed from their life. I've already told you who Elijah was. Elijah was a very fiery prophet. A very fiery prophet. Now, 
um what can we learn from their life what did they do what can we learn of course we cannot go into detail of everything they do if not this podcast will not even be able to uh i think it to to be to be uh, nothing less than three hours or four hours but because of time so we'll just be going straight to what we can learn from their life which is very important and how they can help us to recognize true prophets in our own day and time in our own day and time so from prophet elijah we discovered we discovered that even giants of faith even giants of faith can't convert sinners they can't force sinners to change giants of faith can't force sinners to change but those who are who remain faithful to god have great impact that they can do for god there are great impact if you are faithful to god you don't have to be a very great man of faith to 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 do something that are that that is so mighty on behalf of god so what you will need to do what you really need to be is to be a man who is very faithful to god you see most times we worry about our faith but faith is such a mysterious thing that when you're looking at faith it disappears it disappears so when you're looking at god faith increases faith increases so when the disciples asked jesus he said master increase our faith increase our faith the same way they met him and they said teach us how to pray they met him and said increase our faith and when they said increase our faith jesus immediately did what they asked for but most times when we read that account and uh, we, we 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 feel like jesus didn't answer them jesus just went ahead and started saying um, something else no he answered them when they told jesus increase our faith he said to them Verily I say unto you, if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed. Now, now that's the answer. That's the answer to their request. Increase our faith. And he went ahead to tell them, he said, if your faith is small. In other words, what he's saying, what Jesus is saying is, do not bother too much about the, the size of your faith. What you should be bothered about, what you should, what you should have in mind is that no matter what the size is, if you look to God and act on that faith, it will work for you. You will get solutions. You will get results. That's what he's saying. So, faith is not something you should start. Maybe there's an issue and you're looking at, ah, I don't even have faith. Ah, the faith I have, ah, this kind of issue, this kind of challenge, need a very big faith. Oh God, and I don't have big faith. No, 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 no. If I'm looking at your faith when a challenge is already, um, when you're facing a challenge, we make your faith disappear, dissipate and die. So, deteriorate and whatsoever so you should look to god and when you are looking at god your faith gets strength because looking at faith makes your faith disappear so you look to god and your faith increases so we learn this lesson that it's more important to be faithful to god to know that god is and to look to god than for you to be concerned so much about how great a faith you have like elijah now elijah was a man of great faith no doubt we're not arguing that but you see he couldn't convert Ahab. And that was one of his major functions. That was what he wanted to do. He really wanted, despite calling down fire to burn, to, uh, to, to, to um, destroy and to consume all the altar, including the bull that was slaughtered on it, he couldn't change Ahab's heart. Ahab still went to Jezebel. I thought by now he would be quarreling with Jezebel. You led me astray, this and that. No, he still went to Jezebel, reported Elijah to Jezebel. You see, the fate despite how great and demonstrative elijah was he couldn't convert ahab's heart and we know we all know how ahab died so you can read that 
in the Bible and you discover that Ahab's heart wasn't really changed despite that demonstration of faith. So we learn that. So be faithful to God and you will make great impact for him. Look to God when there is a challenge and stop looking at how faith, how great a faith you have or how small a faith you have and because of that you will not be able to produce any result. So he wasn't after impressing kings. Now that's how to recognize a true prophet. I told us one of the things we we'll learn in this series is to learn how to recognize true prophets. True prophets aren't after impressing the leaders, impressing the president. You want to say prophecy that will impress the president, impress your leader, impress the governor so they will favor you one way or the other politically or something. So Elijah wasn't after even favoring King Ahab. True prophets say whatsoever God wants them to say. No matter how uncommon that thing is. But you see a false prophet. A false prophet is after human um, gain. Is after worldly um, things, worldly properties and whatsoever. And you see them giving out prophecies just to impress others so they could get something for themselves. So a false prophet is after his own gain. Um, that, that he will say things people want to hear. But a true prophet like Elijah can can say we we always say what god wants them to say they can say anything at all as far as god is commanding them to say it so i hope you're learning something god bless you so much you can see i'm trying to rush because we have two prophets to deal with now prophet elisha elisha god we can learn from his life that god is concerned about everyday needs of his people God is concerned about every day need of his people. You can learn that very powerfully. When you're reading the story of Elijah, don't just say uh, he received double portion of Elijah's, this and that, and he did double miracle. Some people used to say double miracle of Elijah. No, no, no. When they say double portion, in those days, double portion is, is actually what is accorded to birthright. Birthright. So if I say I want to receive the double portion, for example, I'm the first son of my dad, biologically speaking. So if I say I receive the double portion of my father's property, what I mean is that if I have three brothers and we are four in total, and um, let's assume we're to share the property of my dad when um, he has ascended up into glory, for example. So you now have the properties with four in total. So the properties will be shared into five. I will pick two while the others pick just one one. That's double portion. I have double of what each person has. So if we are 10 in number, if we are 10 in number, the properties will be shared into 11 equal parts. I'll pick two out of the 11 equal parts and the others pick one one and it's complete. So I have double of what each person have. So when Elisha was asking Elijah for double portion, he wasn't asking for times two. Please note that. He was asking for birthright. In other words, let me be your successor let me be let me be your your let me replace you let me be in your stead i want to do what you did i want to glorify god more i want to do more things even than you do i want to be someone who will be like your first son even the, i don't know if you have other disciples but i want to be your right hand disciple you see that's what he's asking for that's what he's asking for so let's um stop uh trying to count the miracles of elisha like that so we learned from Elisha, like I said, how God is so much concerned about the everyday needs of his people. Elisha spent less time in conflict with evil like Elijah did. That doesn't mean, uh, let me, okay, Elisha spent more time and that he has more, he's more compassionate, kind of. Forget the, the little children that he consumed. I'm trying to make a point here. The Bible records 18 encounters that Elisha had with needy people. 
go and read your Bible. If you study very well, you discover that there are 18 encounters. Had it been this encounter, um, uh, sorry, <laughs> had it been this podcast, is a, a, a podcast that is intended to be very long, I would have told us some of these encounters, or maybe we would have just looked at the 18 encounters in the Bible. But now I would just like you to go and study because this podcast is meant for you to study more. And as you are learning and you are getting blessed, is to help you carry your Bible and begin to study when you hear things that will challenge you to study. God bless you. I love you so much. So let's run this up for this week when god anoints you with power his desire is for you to use it for the good of others when god anoints you with power and with the holy ghost his desire is not for you to call down fire on men that's not his desire look at jesus the disciples said to jesus they said should we call down fire upon the samaritans what jesus told them he said you do not know what spirit you have received when they, when they were trying to compare their power with what Elijah did, uh, Elijah called down, should we call down fire upon these people? Just the same way Elijah did. He said, you do not know what spirit ye have received. The Son of Man have not come to destroy but to save. In other words, the spirit of God that we've received in the New Testament, the spirit of love. The Old Testament people may not have understood this power and they might, they might have misused it. I don't know. But I want you to know that Jesus is saying no. I have not come to destroy but to save. So if you see any man of God that said, I'm anointed, I'm anointed with Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about saying, you, you will be destroyed. You, you will die. Your enemy should be destroyed. No, no. The power, even Jesus, is those, Jesus and his disciples, those were their enemies. The disciples were so angry to the point of they wanted to call down fire like Elijah did. Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you have received. So I'm trying to say to you, that when God anoints you with power, it is for you to do good. Acts chapter 10 verse 35, Acts 10 35, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed of the devil. He went about doing good. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power and he went about using that power to do good. So learn that from Christ. If you are using your power to destroy, you have not so learned Christ. Ephesians 4.20. He said you have not so learned Christ. God bless you. So, uh, and finally, instead of us wondering about how great a miracle Elijah and Elisha did, we should wonder more about the closeness they had with God. The intimacy they had with God is even a more greater, is a greater miracle than even those miracles of fire and whatsoever, calling beers and whatsoever that they might have done. The miracle, the real miracle of Elijah's life was his very personal relationship with God. If a man in the old covenant can be that intimate with God, how much more we in the new testament, in the new covenant that has the that have the Holy Spirit of God in us, be challenged and get intimate with God. Talk with God now. Say, Father, I want to get intimate with you. How can Elijah be so intimate? And I have the Holy Ghost in me. I want to know you. I want to be able to talk with you on a regular basis, even more than Elijah did. I want to be so close. Your Holy Spirit is in me. I want to be able to hear you clearly like Elijah did so I can make generational impact on your behalf. I love you. Matthew Samuel Zion loves you. God bless you. Stay blessed for the remaining days of the week.